To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Welcome to Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, Episode 102. For November 23rd, 2014. Welcome back to the show. Hi, how you guys doing? They're no, not answering. I know. What the heck, people? Man, we're gone for a couple of weeks and you guys all forget about us. Well, we didn't forget about you. Nope. Did you forget about him? I did not. <laughs> so what's going on around the house? Joyce, what's going on with you? It's getting cold. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> cool, we should say. Cooler weather. Cold for us. Cold for uh, us. Yeah, overnight lows in the... in Well, we've, we've hit like the mid-30s, I think, overnight low. High 30s, low 40s, something like that. Yeah, I think the lowest I've seen it is 39. Yeah, very nice. Oh, that's right. The, the, you were on your way to work that morning and you took a picture of the, the dashboard um, thermal meter. Yep. <laughs> but you know something that I've noticed? Oh, well, before I do that, that same day that I took the picture mm-hmm. when it was 39 degrees outside, I saw a, a shooting star, which I don't see very often. When you wish <laughs> upon a star. But, okay, go ahead. <laughs> but one other thing that I've noticed is we've really had some beautiful sunrises and oh, sunsets. Yeah. yeah, we have. It's it's been it's been very pretty around here. Uh, it's been wonderful fire pit season. Uh, I think we've had more. We've actually used our fire pit more this season so far than we did the entire last season. Yep. Because it was just always so windy last season. And I think we had we had a lot. It was warmer last season, I think, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Well, speaking of the cooler weather, it's almost turkey day. Gobble, 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 gobble. So please, please, if you guys are traveling, be safe. Enjoy lots of good food and lots of good company, but be safe, okay? Okay. See, even Kate's getting in on it. I know you guys probably can't hear. Well, maybe you can hear that. That's Kate fluffing up. Remember what we said. Kate always likes to get in on the show. Yeah, she wants a a video cameo. I mean, an audio audio cameo. cameo, Yeah, (laughs) She does that. And I'm serious. She she likes to do this every time we, we sit down to record the podcast. And up until the moment I hit record, she's quiet. She won't even move. And then as soon as I say three, two, one, go. Yep. So she's fluffing up her little pillow on her bed. Yeah, I know. Which is right next to my recording area. Yeah, her recording um, area, boother. Yep. <laughs> station, your recording station. How's that? Speaking of radio stations, you know Rick's on the radio? I did know that. Yeah, our friend Rick. Is on the radio. I think I, I can't. It's it's a country station up in Grays Harbor, Washington. Yeah, he's. I think he's on the radio a lot lately. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's good stuff. I, I you can stream it. Um, and I, I'm sorry, Rick. I can't remember the the uh, the name of your radio station. But if you guys are interested, just uh, ask Rick. Mm. Yeah. So I have a question for everyone out there. All right. What is your favorite dish that you always make on Thanksgiving? Oh, I like a bowl. Oh, you mean food? 
food, yes. Oh, I, you know, I don't know how I would answer that. I know what mine is. What is yours? Mine's, well, I'm not going to call it stuffing because we don't stuff our turkey. So, dressing. It's dressing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dressing's my favorite. And the green bean casserole. Oh, yeah, well. Joyce makes the Joyce makes the, the uh, dressing every year from scratch. None of that boxed stuff, I'm telling you. And it's really good. I enjoy it. Um, I don't know. I think I, I think it would have to be probably probably your dressing. I, I that's probably one of my favorites. I think because it's it's good by itself. It's good with uh, you know with other food around it. So yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's a good question. Uh, why don't you guys tell us what your favorite Thanksgiving dish is that you can't have Thanksgiving without? It must be that. Yeah, and if it's really unique, I want the recipe. <laughs> So, yeah. So I think you guys have our email address, but if not, it's Oh, I just forgot what it was. It's talespodcast@talks.net. Yeah, yeah. Okay, impromptu. What are you thankful for this Thanksgiving? What are you thankful for? Everybody, I want everybody to answer this too. What are you thankful for? Joyce, what are you thankful for? I'm thankful for you. Oh, you have to say that. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. Otherwise, it'll bruise my ego. Okay. <laughs> I'm thankful that we have a roof over our head. Mm-hmm. Um, all that stuff. And yeah, how about yeah. you? <laughs> well, I'm thankful for you. And yes, I know that sounds like after you said it, now I say feel like I got to say it. But, but I am thankful for you because, you know, everybody, I think by now knows the you know, the events of the past year and a half in, in our life, uh, me becoming unemployed after 15 years, um, and you encouraging me to pursue uh, my my company, my voiceover stuff. And uh, I mean, you've, you've kept me going through all that. And every time I, and Joyce knows this very well, every time I got to the point where I can't do this, I, I just, you know, I'm not very good at this. Joyce is always there with a bat. Yeah, I and, beat him over and, the yeah, head with threatening, that. threatening to uh, Nancy Shut Kerrigan up. me. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. But no, I'm thankful for you. Um, moving along, we uh, Joyce and I watched the movie Jersey Boys this morning. Oh my gosh, it was kind of a long movie, but I really enjoyed it. It's about Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons, based on the um, the musical, the stage musical by the same name. But um, I really enjoyed it. There was a lot of things about. Uh, Frankie Valley that I I didn't know, um, and I mean I've loved Frankie Valley since I was a kid. Uh, I used to I used to mimic him all the time, you know, go around singing his songs, trying to get that really high falsetto uh, notes that he hits. And um, you know the funny thing is, and I was thinking about this, Joyce, uh, while I was uh, you know after we watched the movie. Um, it, Anybody who's heard me knows me. I like to goof around, and I can actually hit high notes. I can I can hit falsetto high. I can really get high. And I think it's because for so long in my life, I've always tried to mimic him and the Bee Gees, you know, getting really high. You do good at singing the Bee Gees songs. Oh, thank you. Um, but, yeah, I think I think that maybe, you know, Frankie Valli and, and, and uh, the Gibb brothers, Barry, uh, you know, <laughs> the Bee Gees, are part of the reason why I, I can I – can, get high with my voice and why I can, you know, do female voices um, convincingly in audiobooks and, <laughs> and, and you know, kid kid voices like um, like Tulip. <laughs> yes, that's, that was probably one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah, but I enjoyed that. But anyway, moving along. 
Um, oh, I have a fun, funny, ironic, however you want to call it, story to share. Now, most of you know that you know I have a part-time job at um, Bath and Body Works here in the in the small town where Joyce and I live. And there's an outlet mall, and there's a Bath and Body Works in there. Now, last night, I was working the shipment. You know, we we get we get shipment in every day, but Sundays now. And I'm, you know, stocking the um, the foaming soaps and stuff like that. And there's this gentleman in there with uh, with his family, his wife, and and I think two girls, uh, two daughters. I think it was two dollar daughter, two two daughters. And um, he's kind of staring at me, and I'm thinking, you know, he's probably thinking, oh, kind of weird, a guy working at Bath and Body Works. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, you know, I think I'm pretty sure. He, he pulls up his phone and he, and he snaps a picture of me. And then he looks at me and he says, your name wouldn't happen to be Al, would it? <laughs> and I thought, uh-oh, here we go. Somebody's about to serve me papers. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> and I said, yeah. And he goes, I love your podcast. And I went, oh my gosh, you're kidding me. That's awesome. So we, I got to meet you know, one of, one of the people who listen to our uh, podcast. His name is Jason. And uh, he and his family are from, now this is the funny part, are from Gilbert, Arizona, which is probably, what did you say, about 45 or so miles away from here, Joyce? Well, it's past Tempe, so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Exactly let's just say, where it's let's at. just say 40 to 45 miles from here. Uh, Jason, if I'm wrong, you can, you know, send us an email at talespodcast at cox.net. <laughs> and this is the question I asked Al, and of course he couldn't answer it, but I want to know how you recognized him. <laughs> was it my devastatingly good Kenny Rogers looks? Huh? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you that in a second. But um but we got to talking and it was really it was really, really nice to meet uh somebody who listens to the show and shares a love for Disneyland. So Jason, thank you for listening, you and your family. Um, he and his wife are planning a trip. They're going to Disneyland uh, in December, I believe. Just uh, him and his wife. The kids get to stay with man. They get to stay with their grandparents. They're not very happy about it either. <laughs> Being with grandparents is fun, though. Yeah, but what would you rather be? Would you rather be at Disneyland or with your grandparents? Sorry, Jason. I'm not making this easier for you, am I? <laughs> How about Disneyland with grandparents? All right, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we got to talking, and uh, he hadn't had it. They haven't had a chance to. Um, to visit Carsland yet, so Jason, you're going to. You guys are going to love Carsland. You, you really are. Uh, Got to make sure you do Radiator Springs Racers, and uh, even if the lines aren't very long, don't take that as a sign. But you got to ride um, Mater's Junkyard Jamboree because that is a super fun ride. Yeah, and if I could make one recommendation, so, unless you're staying at one of the the Disneyland hotels. Don't stand in the fast pass line for Radiator Springs. <laughs> what does that have to do with staying at the hotel? Because if you stay at the hotel, then you get to go into California Adventure an hour before everyone else. Oh. So then you could get in the fast pass line. Oh, I see what you mean. But oh, otherwise, yeah. you're going yeah. to spend the same amount of time standing in the fast pass line that you would spend standing in, in the, the line for Radiator Springs. That's right. Good, good tip there, Joyce. You should have saved it for the tips. I already have yeah. my tip, so oh, that's okay. just a tip, especially for Jason. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for approaching me, and um, you know, that actually made my night. I, you know, let's face it, unpacking boxes <laughs> and listening to continuous Christmas music for you know four weeks now 
same songs over and over and over again can get kind of tedious, but having you come up and talk to me, that made my night. So, yeah, I was a little bit happy. And I, I, I did. I, I texted Joyce right away. So it was nice. Uh, oh, and speaking of great uh, listeners and friends, we have a great email to share later on in the episode, too. And that email really touched us. So thanks. So what else have you got to say? Well, I just wanted to, it's a little late, not like super late, but last weekend late. Um, So last weekend was the Avengers Half Marathon, and I just wanted to congratulate all the participants um, and wanted to congratulate Randy. Our sponsor and good friend, Randy Green from Mouse Your Vacations. Yes, and then our small town neighbor, Disney Big Sis. Yeah. Um, she made the the commute to California to um, to participate. So I just wanted to say congratulations to the two of them and everyone else that participated. So yeah, congratulations. Maybe, 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 maybe I'll be able to do that soon. Yeah, maybe you can, not me. Uh uh-uh. uh yeah. No, I my running days are over. I'll I'll cheer you along, but um. <laughs> yep. Yesterday I started walking on the treadmill. So yeah. maybe. Maybe, yeah, you want to tell maybe. the story of the treadmill? <laughs> um, this was fun. Okay. All right. So we have a friend who no longer wanted his treadmill. And we had some old camera equipment that we were no longer using. So we made a trade. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. packed it up in our car and made well, the... Our, yeah, we have an escape. Yeah. And made the... Mm, well, it took us an hour to get home yeah. <laughs> because we couldn't take the freeway. Because um, it's a big treadmill. Yes. So um, so it was funny because they have um, double doors on their house. And as they were taking it out, I said, I wonder if we're going to have any trouble getting it in the house. No, our doors are smaller. Even though they're double doors, they're smaller. Yeah. So, you know... You guys won't have any trouble. Okay. And we have a very, very steep driveway. Yeah, it's steep. So we get home and we pull in the garage and then... Now, l- let me let me pause for a second. The The treadmill, I mean, like I said, it's a big treadmill. It's the kind that kind of folds up just a little bit so that you can tip it up and it's got two small wheels on it so that you can you can roll it that way. But they're not... You know, they're just like solid wheels, and they're small, so not 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 great wheels. Go ahead. Yeah. So um, so we carefully get it out of the back of our um, escape, and and then Al, you know, pushes, and it's dark outside, and he pushes it along the um, sidewalk. the sidewalk up to the door, and we have this um. You have to step up to get into the door. Well, yeah, mo- most 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 houses have a step up. Yeah. So it's like we get up there and this isn't going to fit through the door. Yeah, it was like um, the the doorway is 36 inches wide, I think. And the treadmill is 39. Yeah. <laughs> so then we both stand there. Yeah, with the door open. And we're like, like, what are we going to oh! do? And in our garage, we have parking for a golf cart. So... And I never mentioned this to Al, but I'm no. thinking, we can just leave it there. We can just use it there. <laughs> yeah, but but then, there's no place to plug it in. There's no place to plug it in. And in the summertime, the garage gets very, very hot. Yeah. 
So he has this idea to take it yeah. around in the backyard. So take it around the backyard and bring it in the patio door. Yeah. So um, now keep in mind that he was talking about the two small wheels. Our front yard is gravel. Well, pretty much our whole our whole landscaping is gravel. Well, it's not gravel. It's it's rock. Yeah, yeah. it's rock. And the rocks are big. So like half inch, yeah, quarter inch. So that's how we did it. Yeah. That thing was heavy. And and I mean it doesn't sound like it's probably about I'd say what? Uh 120 feet from the driveway all the way around the back to the back door. Doesn't sound like very far until you're trying to drag something that weighs about 150 to 250 pounds. Through gravel, through thick gravel. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just my arms. I've got bruises on both of my forearms. So he got his workout. Yeah, I got my workout. Yeah, yeah. And our and our friend Scotty said, uh, you know, I want you to start working on it, or you know, walking on it right away. Going, yeah, that ain't happening. Not today. <laughs> but I did yesterday. So yeah, that's the story of the treadmill. Yeah. Yep. Um, oh, we have a couple of um, partnership announcements to make. Uh, we are now partnering up with lynda.com. I'm sure most of you, if not all of you, are familiar with lynda.com, which is L-Y-N-D-A.com. They're, um, they're like the premier training uh, site in the country. Anything, pretty much anything you want to learn, you can find it on lynda.com. They have uh, great tutorial videos. Um, we'll have, I have some links on, our, on all of our websites right now, and we'll have some more information to come, but in I, I believe it's starting 2015, and you know we'll be in full swing partnership with them. And this is good news: we're partnering with iTunes as well. So we'll have information about that too. So anything else, Joyce? Nope. I think we should start talking about Disney now. Disney, yeah. Well, we have a big, gigantic show ahead, so stay tuned. Jelly dudes. Stay tuned for Disneyland Resort News. My dad, Crush, totally loves this park. Hey, did you ever find Nemo? After its successful 2013 debut, World of Color Winter Dreams returns to Disney California Adventure with several frozen songs in the show, including Do You Wanna Build a Snowman? and Love is an Open Door. Also returning to the nighttime spectacular is Olaf the Snowman from Frozen. The holiday version of the popular World of Color show features classic winter scenes from such beloved Disney and Disney Pixar films as Bambi, Toy Story, and, of course, Frozen. And It's a Small World holiday becomes a worldwide celebration of the season, boasting more than 300,000 glittering lights on its facade and inside the children of many nations in their holiday attire. After dark, the smiling clock at the front of It's a Small World reveals a sparkling projection show. On every quarter hour, the facade of the attraction is transformed into an enormous clockwork mechanism with advanced 3D projection technology. The gears and springs pull back to reveal a world of holiday wonders hidden behind the clock. Sleeping Beauty's Castle is now Sleeping Beauty's Winter Castle. A sensational holiday lighting and special effects show carries the magic of the holidays from the castle all the way to the 60-foot-tall Disneyland Christmas tree in Town Square. The finale of the show includes the legendary Believe in Holiday Magic Fireworks Show, 
ending with the touching rendition of White Christmas and a climactic snowfall swirling upon Main Street, USA. It's a small world mall in New Orleans Square. Oh, I forgot to mention something. What's that? So everybody go over to our Facebook page and check out the video that I posted of how they got the 60-foot Christmas tree into the park and assembled and everything. It's really cool. Disney California Adventure isn't left out in the cold when it comes to holiday celebrations. Special decorations for the holidays can be found all over, like in Cars Land, where Route 66 is decked out in cool holiday colors. A dazzling 50-foot Christmas tree adorns Carthay Circle along Buena Vista Street. And a guest favorite, a bug's land transforms once again as Flick and his bug buddies spread giant Christmas lights and oversized ornaments throughout their realm. The Disneyland Resort is a place of incredible magic. Each day, thousands of visitors pass through the gates into a wondrous land of enchantment. But did you know that there are many, many hidden wonders that most visitors never notice? In this segment, we'll discuss what we like to call the hidden treasures of the Disneyland Resort. This may seem like a, duh, hidden treasure, but the holiday season is one of the best times to be at the Disneyland Resort. The decorations are just amazing. The sad thing, though, is that most people, while they may notice them, they don't really take the time to look at them. They're everywhere. Like we've said many, 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 many times, slow down and look around. See how many hidden Mickeys you can spot in the holiday decorations. Did you know you can call 714-781-0112 for weekly candy-making schedule at the Disneyland Resort? No. Yep, I've had this prog- this phone number programmed in my phone for <laughs> probably three or four years. Yes, she has. But anyways, it's not just during the holiday season, but... This hidden treasure will help one know when the handcrafted, freshly made candy canes are available. Now, these are highly sought after during the Christmas season at the Disneyland Resort. You may be asking, why is this a hidden treasure? Well, I have selected this as my hidden treasure because I want to make sure that I share all the details (laughs) with our listeners. So, beginning November 28th and on select days throughout December, including Christmas Day, Approximately 120 lucky wristband wearers can purchase the candy canes at Candy Palace in the Disneyland Park and at Trolley Treats over in DCA. Well, Joyce and I got an awesome email from a new listener to the podcast. In fact, it really touched us a lot and pretty much exemplifies why we do this show. So, at the beginning of, uh, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, We got this email from Holly Blanco. So she says, Alan Joyce, first, a little background. My husband, Richard, grew up in Garden Grove, California. He went to Disneyland many times as a child. He tells stories of the drawer in the kitchen with the e-tickets that he could grab a couple and go with friends to the park for the evening. He married, had three kids, moved to Texas and had two more kids, got a divorce, moved to Utah, and that is where he and I met and fell in love. His five kids came to live with us nine days, nine days after we got married. Wow, was I crazy or what? We had a child less than a year after our marriage. We took the kids to Disneyland a number of times, and each time he would say, I've been to Disneyland more times than I can count. I really want to stay at one of the Disneyland hotels the next time we go. But taking a family of eight to one of the Disneyland hotels was 
just not something I could ever justify in our budget. Now, the five older kids have all moved on. We just have the daughter, Rachel, that we had together at home. Back in May, we talked about what we might want to do for vacation. Rachel said she wanted to go to Disneyland. Richard gave us the standard answer, I only want to go to Disneyland if we stay at one of the Disneyland hotels, but it's too expensive. We decided to wait and do a vacation next spring because we were doing a big remodel of the house. But Rachel and I decided that we wanted to make Richard's wish come true. We contacted his boss and arranged for some days off at work. We decided if we we're going to do it, we're going all out. So we booked a room at the Grand California Hotel. We read everything we could on the Disneyland webpage. We wanted to truly make this trip great. So, June, July, and August have come and gone. Rachel and I take the dog for a walk most nights and talk about this trip while we're out. We are almost disappointed when Richard joins us for the walk because we can't talk and plan. So, one night while out on our walk, we decided to call our daughter who lives in Phoenix, the one who lives closest to us, and see if she wanted to join us. She's been a foster parent and last year in November was able to complete the adoption of a beautiful little girl. Charlie is now three and the two of them will be joining us on this trip. We were able to book a flight for them to arrive about 30 minutes before us. Adding to the great surprise, first the trip, then Jessica and Charlie, then the final one when we pull up to the Grand California Hotel. So, now that you have the background... So Holly went on to say, In my quest to find out all I could about Disneyland, I headed to Podcast Land to look for some Disneyland podcast and landed on your podcast. I started at the beginning and listened to most of the first year then jumped ahead to the podcast from 2014, thinking that I wanted up-to-date info. I've truly enjoyed listening to the two of you. You have brought in a number of guests, and they each add a unique perspective to your show. The freestyle part of your show is one of my favorites. Rachel and I have put together a list of fun food to try, thanks to you. We're debating about adding a, a tour to our trip, thanks to you. I often have written down the time you talked about something and Rachel and I have listened together while we're walking our dog. We've had to be creative talking about the trip so that Richard doesn't find out. I only wish that I had thought about listening to your podcast before we booked. I would have enjoyed booking the trip through Randy Crane based on all of your recommendations and the chats that you've had with him on the show. Thank you for the time that you've taken over the past four years to do your podcast. I can't even begin to guess the amount of time you spend each week preparing for the show, coordinating your guest, and making it all happen. Thank you for the great hints we've received from you that will help us make our trip fabulous. Make it a Mickey day. Holly Blanco. Wow. Just wow. <laughs> that, it was an amazing podcast. Thank you. I mean, amazing podcast. <laughs> Whoa. It's an amazing <laughs> podcast, if I must say so myself. <laughs> It was an amazing email. Thank you. so. See, you've got me befuddled. Um, thank you so much, Holly, for that wonderful email. I mean, to hear something like that, it just, it, it does. I mean, it, it it tells us that, you know, we're not doing this just for ourselves and we're helping people and that's what we want. That, you know, like you guys, you know, you guys know our, 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 our goal is to make sure that we spread our love for Disney and for Walt Disney with everybody, and if we can help people on the way, that's that's great. Oh, I just love it. What did you think? I well, so when I got home from work, Al asked me if I had seen it, and 
you know, work so crazy these days that I don't even have time to check email, really. But so when I got home, I, I read it and it's like, yeah, it was really nice because, you know, we do it because we want to share our love for Disney and we want everybody to experience mm-hmm. Disney. And, you know, even if you're a first timer, you may not know like what to do and how to get the best experience because we all know that it is very expensive. So, you know, we want everybody to get the most out of it. So this, yeah, it was just awesome. (laughs) Okay. Well, this time Joyce came up with some pretty interesting questions. Joyce wrote five freestyling questions, kind of holiday themed. And I thought they were they were better than anything I could write. <laughs> I even had to struggle with some of these because yeah. I didn't know which one. <laughs> I know. And when, when, when we were answering the questions, uh, now remember, the freestyling questions, we write the questions, but we do not share the answers until we record them. So you're hearing, you know, actual live <laughs> reactions. So when, when she told me that, I said, well, you wrote them too bad. <laughs> so. That being said, you want to go first? I will. All right. So the first one, Jingle Jangle Jamboree or Woody's Roundup? Hmm. You know, I think I like Woody's Roundup a little bit better. Now, don't get me wrong. I like the Christmas version, but I like the summer picnic feeling of the Roundup. And, you know, the awesome barbecue. Mm. Plus, it's not as busy as the Jamboree, so it feels a bit more comfortable. Um, maybe it's just, you know, the times that we went during the summer, uh, it wasn't as crowded, but I remember when we went to the Jingle Jangle Jamboree uh, a few years ago, it was packed. I mean, there, there was wall to wall people and it's outside. So you tell me how you get wall to wall outside. It's crazy. (laughs) Very crazy. I'm telling you. (laughs) Okay. So how about you? Jingle Jangle or Woody's Roundup? I also said Woody's Roundup. Um, mainly because of the pumpkin carvers. Mm. I liked the shows, even though Billy Hill and the Hillbillies were gone. Mm. Um, I liked the decor. And I think that Halloween time at Disneyland will always be my favorite. Yeah, I think so. I love Halloween at Disney. Okay. Do you prefer the castle with or without the lights? Well, I said it depends on the time of day. Hmm? So during the daylight hours... I don't really notice a difference. I mean, yeah, there's snow on it, but, you know, I don't really notice a difference. But there's something so magical about walking down Main Street and seeing the castle lights come on. Mm -hmm. So I know I didn't really answer the question, (laughs) but... Cheater. I know. So that's the best answer I could give. How about you? I said with. Uh, it's it's absolutely breathtaking. They do such a great job with uh, the lighting and the snow that they put all over the castle. It looks so very real. And uh, like we you know talked about in our news segment, um, they do the the nightly snow fall, and I just love that. And the lights are amazing. You know that I've always been a fan of Christmas lights. I love Christmas lights. And, and you know the castle is like the quintessential <laughs> Christmas decoration lights. Yep. What do you like most about the holidays at Disneyland? I said that I like to snowfall on Main Street and Santa Claus. 
Now, <laughs> now, when we get to go to the park at Christmas time, we always take our our annual Christmas picture, and then we make sure that we we save a little spot to Photoshop little yeah. Katie in. Yeah. So, mm. how about you? Um, I, as odd as this sounds, I love the feeling of small town holidays. I really do. They decorate everything so nicely at the resort. And everyone is so friendly. And on the chilly or outright cold evenings at the resort, walking around admiring all the lights and all the decorations while sipping hot cocoa is it's just, I don't know. its I love it. I mean, I always get that warm feeling. Warm and fuzzy. Yeah, warm and fuzzy feeling. <laughs> I like warm and fuzzy. I do. I like fuzzy. I will love him and squeeze him and I will call him George. <laughs> Okay, next question. Which do you prefer, the Disneyland Railroad or the monorail? Do you really, really have to ask me that? The railroad. It's a no-brainer. I like the monorail for transportation, and it is fun, and I do recommend that everybody ride the monorail at least once. But I absolutely love the Disneyland Railroad. I have since the first time I ever went to Disneyland in 2007. The entire attraction is awesome. Everything, the experience from first stepping on the train all the way around the Grand Circle Tour and back to Main Street Station. I just love it. Plus, I can really feel a direct connection to Walt Disney on that attraction because it was his favorite thing. Yep. What about you? I also said the Disneyland Railroad. I like... Like you, I like everything about it. Just, I could take the Grand Circle Tour more than once. I mean, I could just sit there. I love the Tenderite. I love oh, the yeah. Lily Bell. Um, just, and then the um, the Sunday Sweeper that we used to do with Dabs. Oh, yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Now, you want to explain to everybody what the Sweeper is? Yeah. So, about once a month on Sundays, and I'm not really sure if they do it anymore. You have to contact our friend Mr. Daps at yeah. mrdaps.com to find out. But Mr. Daps has organized um, the Sunday Sweeper. So he hasn't organized the Sunday Sweeper, but he he does this, and then whoever wants to join him. So what they do is, as the train goes around and sweeps up, if you will, all the the people that are you know, still in the park. Um, now, this is at closing time. Yes. So, um, oops, I just dropped my water bottle. So, everybody meets that wants to do it, meets at um, Main Street Station about 15 minutes before the last train departs. And then you just go around um, the train and you pick everybody up, and everybody sits, you know, um, everybody that goes Mm -hmm. with DAPS sits in the same car and you just chat and have a good old time. Yeah. um, But the reason that this is one of my favorite memories is because. One year, Al and I went for our anniversary, mm-hmm. and um, Al and I are huge fans of The Amazing Race. So they... Should I tell this story later? No, that's fine. They, they organized a, a fun thing. Yeah, so um, so a bunch of people that were there, um, they told us that they got stuck on Small World <laughs> and that they would just meet us um, at Coke Corner at the end because they couldn't get on the train because the train stops, but they kept missing, missing it. So what we found out later was um, a bunch of them, both on the train and on foot, 
had smartphones and they were tracking one another. So, um, so they would send text messages and say, oh, we missed it. We just barely missed it here, here. And then we see them down like at Toontown and they're waving at us and they just barely miss it again. <laughs> so when we get back to Coat Corner, they're all dressed as teams for Amazing Race. Yeah. And they had like a anniversary celebration with cupcakes and all this yeah, other stuff. So it was nice. It they was made fun. us little buttons and everything. It was yep. great. That was so great. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I love it. I love it. Yeah. But you, I know I got like off Side topic track? with the... You got sidetracked. Another railroad term. Yeah. yeah. So the, you said um, that they do they do it on the last train. Now is that the last train to Clarksville? And I'll be, <laughs> never mind. Okay, little monkeys reference. Okay, let's move on. Okay. If you could transform one attraction, not already transformed with a holiday overlay, which would it be? So mine's not necessarily an attraction, but a land. Oh. So I said that I would transform Mickey's Toontown into a set of Mickey's Christmas Carol. Oh. So nightly... But see, but I thought Mickey's Toontown is already decked out for the holidays, though. Well, this is going to be a little bit different. So you just mean re-theme it? Yes. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, they put the decorations up, but what I would do is, so nightly, the cast would tell a story, you know, they would tell Mickey's Christmas Carol mm-hmm. story, and they would take the guest on a walking tour through the town. And then, um, you know, it would be like a, a tour type event. And then maybe have like a, a Christmas type dinner or dessert afterwards for all the attendees. That sounds like a good uh, a good uh, subject for a future mouse reel segment. Wow, that's awesome. Yep, so I said it first. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Uh, the Disneyland Railroad. I would decorate the train, you know, just deck it all out, add some decorations throughout the entire attraction, and maybe add a Santa village or something along the route. You know, kind of like, I don't want to say like the Polar Express, but, you know, maybe somewhere along the route, they could have, you know, set up Santa's village somewhere. Well, that would be kind of fun. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. So what do you? how would you guys answer these questions? So what we're going to do is we will put them in our show notes, and I will post them on Facebook for you to see and answer. We'd love to hear your, your answers. And if you want to send us an email with your answers, that would be great. We could share them on a future show. You could send those where, Joyce? Talespodcast at cox.net. The weather in Southern California at this time of year can be kind of unpredictable. Seriously, I remember one November we went and it was abnormally warm. Then another year it was very cold and rainy. So, this tip is designed to keep you comfortable. Be sure to check the weather report for Disneyland many, many times before leaving. And be sure to pack for cold and warm weather. Oh, and don't forget your umbrella. Yeah, don't forget the umbrella. Ella, Ella. (laughs) During the holiday season at the Disneyland Resorts, they go all out and decorate everything like we mentioned in our news segment and hidden treasures. So, this tip is to help enhance your holiday experience. 
Be sure to visit attractions like It's a Small World and Haunted Mansion Holiday. Their holiday overlays are perfect, and they're the best way to experience the holidays at the Disneyland Resort. That's episode 102, wrapped up in a holiday Thanksgiving turkey filled with great food, great family, and great friends, and great podcasts. Hey, if you have any interesting Disney stories, we want to hear about them. You can send those to us at talespodcast.cox.net. And have you checked out our sponsor, Randy Crane, from Mouse Your Vacations? Uh-huh. You really should, especially if you're thinking about taking a vacation. Now, Randy's a great guy and loves Disney as much as we do. So if you're looking for an honest travel agent who can get you the best deal on just about any vacation, give Randy a shout. You can find Randy at www.randyc-mouseatyourvacations.com. And you can read about him on our sponsor page at www.talescast.com. You should visit Randy's website often, or better yet, subscribe to his newsletter. He's got some amazing specials going on that include some great adventures. And don't forget to check out, oh heck, subscribe to our YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash talespodcast. We post and share all kinds of fun videos there, and you're not going to want to miss them. You know why? Why? Because you might miss our fan fantastic holiday decorations video that we post almost every year. You can hear our show on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to all your favorite shows directly from your smart devices, on demand and on the go. Don't have Stitcher? Why not? Download it today for free. It's free at Stitcher.com or in your app stores. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. You can also catch the latest episodes of our favorite shows on Stitcher. Podcasts like Stories of the Magic, Take Him With You, Inside the VoiceOver Studio, and many more. And be sure to follow us on Twitter for any cool updates or announcements. You can find us at Tales Podcast. And did you know that we have a Facebook page? We do. We sure do. Just go to Facebook and search for Tales from the Mouse House podcast and be sure to like us while you're there. And if you'd like to submit a review of a Disney movie like Maleficent or maybe an attraction or restaurant, we want to hear about them. And please, how about hopping over to iTunes and leave some feedback and ratings for the show. I'm hopping. (laughs) We really need your positive feedback and ratings. Five stars would help push the show up, so if you like the podcast, why not tell everyone so they can like it too? As always, if you'd like to send us a comment or just say, Hiya, pal! You can send us an email to talespodcast at cox.net, leave us voicemail on the hotline at 304-TALES23, send us a tweet or message on Facebook, or just think happy thoughts our way. I'm thinking happy thoughts. This podcast is copyright 2014 by Storyteller Audio Productions. All Disneyland music and related materials remain the property and copyright of the Disney Company. Thanks for tuning in and welcoming us into your homes. And remember, 
Make it a Mickey day. Oh. After dark, the smiling clown at the front of its <laughs> clock. <laughs> <laughs> Now you have a blooper. <laughs> yeah, it's a small world mall. Along Bonavista, Bonavista Street. <laughs>